Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Craig? What a great day today was. What a waste <laughs> of a fucking day. I can't deal with this shit. Spike Lee Gate. People at my job are calling it Gate Gate. Yeah, I heard somebody call it Gate Gate. Uh, we're going to get into all of that, unfortunately. I feel like we have to talk about it, even though I think the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. Uh, we'll get your take. We'll get my take. And those are the only two takes that matter tonight. Right, Barry? That's it. Well, we're the ones with the microphones, yeah. How have you been? It was a good poker night the other night at your house. Fun time. Good. Do yeah, any I of those people to... do any of those people listen to the podcast? Or do I have to worry what I say? I don't know. I think my wife was trying to plug it. She so um, who? Like I don't know. After everybody left, she's like, "So how come you you guys didn't talk about your podcast and stuff?" I was trying to tell people about it. I was who like, was I don't she know. I was like, I, we, we, I was, sat at the same table with her. I didn't see her trying to tell anybody. I was like, is that, what, is that why like this one guy cornered me in the kitchen? He was like asking me like, what the hell we're talking about? <laughs> who was that guy? You didn't know who that guy was? I mean, I had met him like once, like a couple of years ago. You know, my wife invited a bunch of her friends to this poker night. So oh. it's not like I hang out with these people all the time. See, I didn't know who were your friends and who were, who were your wife's friends. Yeah, it was a lot of her friends. Which, and they were all very nice. Look, some table we ended up at. I know. Start. Look, I mean, that was. I, you, you know me. I try to run a very <laughs> professional game. I run a good game. Um, this, this was not pa- good. This, this was not good. This particular night, there was like, we had thirteen total people, right? So two tables, but there was like five people that didn't know how to play poker. Like, let alone Texas Hold'em, but like they didn't even know poker at all. Not only did they not know how to fucking play, dude, they didn't even pretend like they knew how to play. You know, That's you know fine. how you would pretend there, that one, the one girl who kept saying her thought process out loud, right, was <laughs> and sitting next to me was driving me. I mean, nice girl and everything, yes. but yeah. it was driving me crazy. I know <laughs> you'd be like, all right, so it's your turn. You either can can you either can check, you can raise, and she'll she's like, all right, well. Um, I don't like what I have, but I'm going to bet. I just want to see what happens. And you're like, dude, come on. Stop it. Just bet. And then then you find out a minute later, she never even fucking looked at her cards. Right. right? And she's raising. Oh, it was throwing everything off, dude. I know. I know. I I didn't have that much of a problem with it because, I mean, look, it's it's 10 bucks. It's not like we're playing high stakes poker where they'd have a good time. And at least maybe if she, you know, comes back a few more times, then she'll get the hang of it, you know, but it's. You know, it's the first time for everybody somewhere, and uh, you know, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's it is what nice it is. You to say, um, nice. you notice anything weird after uh, poker night in your house? Anything different? No, nothing. <laughs> no, this is funny because you know. So, so you send me 
which we don't always do, but I, I asked you to start doing it again because you used to do it back in the day. You'd send me like notes for the pod, right? Oh, no. what, did what, I, did like I, what we're going to oh. talk about. You'll send me like a little outline, something? just bullet points, what we're going to hit the topics on. You used to do it. Then you stopped doing it. And I told you a couple weeks ago, I, I used to like when you did it. So you did it today. And yeah, one of the things was poker pranks. Oh, shit. And I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. See, I try to delete the stuff I don't want you to see before I send it to you. Yes, but to answer your question, no, I did definitely did not notice anything different in my house. Did you erase your whiteboard? Yeah. Yeah, I just erased it. You erased it? You didn't see anything? No. No, I I literally erased it, and then I just jotted down notes like like a half hour ago. Oh, Jason and I were having some fun with the whiteboard. What, do you think I read my whiteboard from the the (laughs) podcast before? We were adding notes for you. I don't know. They were. Not I didn't even know you were in the basement. We were nervous about your kids seeing them. But... Oh, the whiteboard upstairs. No, the whiteboard in your basement. Your kids oh. were playing video. Or your son was playing video games with Jason's kids, and I was sitting down there writing inappropriate shit on your whiteboard, hoping you'd see it for the next show. No, like I said, I mean, it stays right, up well, here for the whole week. This so is this is I, not I interesting the to the week. people because no. I thought you would have seen it. <laughs> Well, now By the way, you were, so I've been, t- you know, some people, some people um, who listened to the last podcast have been telling me about they really like the Delray Beach shit. You know, they did. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear any feedback. Well, I got some feedback. I also got some feedback. I actually got some feedback about how Delray, and I think this clears up a lot of stuff uh, about that night with Sweet Melissa, who showed up at our table drunk, no money. You know, she 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 had this mysterious roommate that she lived with who doesn't allow her to have any visitors. Did you know that Delray Beach is one of the like rehab capitals of, of America? No. Where there's a lot of the people there are in rehab. I think they're in like physical rehabilitation because they just had like hips replaced and stuff. They're like all 80, 85 no, years old. No, Are you sure you drugs, got this right? Drugs and alcohol. I don't know. I think they got like physical rehabilitation centers so there. I, I, sure? I've been getting some theories that Sweet Melissa was in rehab and they, they only let them go out, but they don't let them go out with any credit cards or money or anything. Get the hell out of here. Oh, so so then they, what's the, wait, 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 wait. So they just go on the street and try to just get free drinks all night because they can't have their credit cards? What sense does that make? Yeah, that's the theory. Sweet Melissa. It's a ridiculous theory. We might have been a part of knocking her off the wagon. Is it off the wagon or on the wagon? I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, All right, I'm not guys, gonna we got that. we got to talk about Spike. We got to talk about the big win against the Rockets. First, we're going to talk a little bit about where you should all be on Friday night. Barry, anyone can go to, to Clyde's Wine and Dine on Friday, right? You don't have to be German or a podcaster. <laughs> no. Is that right? Yeah, Anybody that's right. can go. Absolutely. Like Clyde's, is that a big place? I don't know. Look, How's that uh, going to work? Terry and Trey put this whole weekend together, and, you know, so, like, this is their baby. I thought about, you know, asking him. You know, like, what's the deal? Like, does Clyde's know that we're coming? Is there a private room? Because, I mean, even if it is a big place, like, just the German Knicks army alone is like it's 38 or 39 people. <laughs> Knicks Nation Germany is, um, they're like 38, 39 people themselves. And whenever we do these Knicks viewing parties, it draws a big crowd. And we never do it on Friday nights usually. So it's going to draw a really big crowd. So I don't know isn't, what isn't the scene's like going to be there. Isn't that like a – I mean, I think of Clyde. I've never been there. It's called Clyde's Wine and Dine. I've seen pictures I think it's inside. somewhat of a sports bar, but it seems like a very upscale, classy no. place. No. no. I, I wouldn't it's say it's not? upscale, it's a, it's a, but it's a definitely a restaurant. But like you said, we're going to be able to roll in there with 40 Germans and That's what a bunch I can't of see Nick's happening. Twitter There's and, no and be way. fine. There's no way. No fucking reservations. We just roll right in. Well, that, that, that's why I made my backup plan. 
How do you feel, by the way, with this coronavirus? I, I feel like, I don't know if it's in my head, dude, but I feel like I'm coming down with it. Or what? it could just be a cold. You're always coming down with something. So always. I, the chances of it being this coronavirus are slim. And no offense to any Knicks Nation Germany that might be coming <laughs> on Friday, but are, you're not at all... You're not all concerned about, you know, hanging out with a bunch of European dudes who just got off a flight from Germany. You know, <laughs> is it is it there? I don't, am I I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but should we like I feel like we should go in masks and like like goggles and face masks for this. Maybe rubber gloves. Maybe we could make it fun. You decorate your mask, you know, with like some blue and orange and try to be creative with your Knicks mask. Are we going to be shaking a lot of hands? Uh, you know. I mean, you could definitely do the fist bump. People have been doing that before the coronavirus. You know, <laughs> the thought hadn't occurred to me. <laughs> but to be you, honest with you, you but must admit you it's a little concerning. Yeah, right? I mean, I, we definitely, you know, we've heard about cases in Italy. Um, they say don't hang out in big groups. I know. And we're going to go hang out for an entire Nick game with a bunch of guys who just got off a fucking plane from, from Europe. Europe. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll just see what happens. I mean, but. I'm like the furthest thing from a germaphobe. So to be honest with you, it, it doesn't bother me, but it's definitely a valid thought to have. <laughs> <laughs> Good promotion for Friday night. Yeah, guys. So if anybody wants to come, we can all die together. All right. Oh, shit. Take a drink. What do, what do you got there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Honey Jack. Straight up. Just on the rocks, actually. All right. Well, that was a huge win last night. I, I felt so good after that win, dude. Yeah, and we're and we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna push the spike thing to the back end of this episode because I mean it, it really did cast a huge shadow. It's really not up to you, Barry. Unfortunately, uh, are we not doing? We're not doing that. It's gonna be sprinkled throughout. Okay, that's right? fine. That's fine. But the whole thing is, if it, it, it cast a huge shadow. On that win last night. So we got to give that game what it deserves. We will. We're going to get to all of it, Barry. Just calm the fuck down. I'm right? calm. Calm down, all right? I'm calm. <laughs> Spike Lee wasn't calm. Listen to this after the game. Wait, from about from Spike? Oh, I mean before the game. I thought we we're going to hear rockets. I thought we we're going to talk rockets, not Spike. We will, but just, but just listen to Spike Lee, how angry he is. Okay, fine. But no one told me. No one told me. No one told me. I'm staying here. Now, you want to arrest me like Charles Owen, no, go the fuck that. Or will you arrest me like, you know, shut your hands on my back like, holy? I just want to play that, because that technically happened before the game. And the day after the big win against the Rockets, which we will get to all that, we're, we're hearing all this shit from Spike about he's being harassed by James Dolan. How many people did you hear yelling on that clip before the game? I just heard Spike. How many people did you hear acting like a fucking lunatic? <laughs> okay. All right? One. Spike screaming at the top of his lungs. Now, this is just what I've gathered from listening to this clip, but sounds a little unreasonable. All right? No one else was raising their voice. And if you saw him on first take, which I know you did, something's going on there. Dude, we're gonna, you're you're going to make me defend Spike right now? No, no. Because I'll do know. it. I'm going to do defend, it. You're going to defend Spike tonight? Everything he said or a little bit of it? I'm going to defend a lot of what he said. Okay, great. We'll, we'll fucking get to that. So, yeah, that was a huge win. RJ was a monster, especially in that first quarter. Frank came up huge at the end defensively. Mitch had another great game. I think we went up by like 21 points at some at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Breen pointed out during the game how like, I mean, that's this Rockets team. They're down by 20 and then all of a sudden they pull out wins. And, you know, there's just huge swings with this team because of the, all the three point shots they, they launch up. Yeah. It was Leon Rose's first game. 
as president of the Knicks. Oh, and it's so funny because you know you you, you tweeted out the other day yeah, yeah, yeah. some pictures of Perry and Mills, and and you're absolutely right. Whenever they cut to them, whether they're winning or losing, they are miserable. And you said maybe we could get some guys that are a little bit more cheerful, and and sure enough, they cut to. Perry and Leon Rose, and they got big smiles on their faces. It's a little was a little weird seeing Perry next to next to Leon the whole game, after so much so many games seeing him next to Mills. Yeah, it was like he had a new new husband, a new girlfriend, you know? <laughs> a new girlfriend. They were happy. They they just started dating, and Mills and Perry. It's like they were together for like twenty five years and fucking hated each other. Right, right. Well, that's usually uh, how these things go. <laughs> right, it was the first date. The sparks were there. Oh, they were loving it. They're having so much fun. Leon is so new, he had to wear that fucking necklace. You know, the credentials. Yeah, right? I mean, give me a fucking... Don't you, aren't you like, why are you wearing credentials? You're fucking the president of the Knicks. Yeah. He does look, though, like... This is silly, and maybe this is just me. But, you know, he's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. He's a local guy. I just feel like we hired a fan to be the president of the Knicks. That's what I feel when I look at him. Do you know how many millions of dollars... <laughs> worth of contracts this guy has signed and i know he just looks like a normal fucking dude that goes to he looks like a normal season ticket holder but yeah they were they were they were high-fiving after the game uh what stood out for you in that game barry uh so like you kind of touched upon rj came out he looked laser focused you know throughout the whole game even though he had a couple of bad turnovers he still looked focused through the whole thing um, I mean, his passing has been better the last couple of games. He was doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, right out of the game. Yeah, and then the no I mean, look, this is the no look passes. Yep, the threes, the forcing his way into the late everything yes. he was doing. Yes, yeah. I mean, we say week after week, just the smart play that he does, the control that he has. Um, yeah. Um, and then I mean, it's stupid to say, but and it's obvious, but the joy and the pleasure it is to watch this team when everything's clicking. It's like we're we're not used to it, and it's like I want to share it with people. Like, look at this team that we're watching. Look at this Knicks team because they're playing so well. Now, granted, well, like for to like me, one or two games at a time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but share it's still with? great. It's so it, it, it's such joy. Um, now, I mean, their defense still looked out of sorts to me a lot, um, and uh, they're just lucky that the Rockets were missing a ton of shots this game. Uh, otherwise, it could have been a blowout the other way. But yeah, I mean, a great W, great last two games. They've looked great. Yeah, and and Frank down the stretch against mm. Russell Westbrook. Frank, Frank Nilakina. Uh, he was huge. He had a couple. You know, he's. He, I don't know if that last that last play was an actual stop, but he stopped Westbrook from scoring. Yeah, right? yes, he had absolutely. And Westbrook was, was having a crazy. A and he and Westbrook was having a crazy fourth quarter. That dunk Westbrook had in those the mm. final three minutes was was like one of the better dunks I've seen this whole season. That was not good D from Mo Harkless. No, he just slashed through the lane and, <laughs> and got up with so much power. Mo was just backing up the whole time and just let him basically go. Yeah, but I'm glad that Miller kept Nilakina in. I mean, Nilakina got more minutes um, against Houston than he had gotten in a long time. What it is about Frank Nilakina, he doesn't make stupid plays. You know, he, he very rarely makes stupid plays. And Alfred Payton, as good as he's been, um, he always makes stupid plays. It's hard to make stupid plays when you don't have the ball in your hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. He's smart with the ball, and I mean what we saw the display that he put on. Again, I mean I, I'm not I don't I can't go overboard. You know, it's not like he had 20 points and and this and that. But the flashes you saw from Nilakina, hopefully we can see that throughout the rest of the season. And you know, 
we'll have something there. And what do you think? Was that a coincidence or was Nilakina just playing that much better than Frank? Miller kept Frank in at the end of the game. Anything to do with Leon starting that day? Because it really feels like Alfred's been getting majority of those final minutes with Miller. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, but I mean, we, we've touched upon it the last couple of weeks. That like at a certain point, you got to see that Peyton at the end of the games is just a horrible trend. So, I mean, I think it's Miller responding to the play that he's been seeing. I, I'm not going to say that it's Leon Rose giving a directive yet. Um, I mean, what are the chances that Leon Rose on day one, you know, yes, he addressed the team. He met with Mike Miller. He praised Mike Miller. But what are the chances that he's going to say on game one? To Mike Miller, this is what I want you to see player-wise. No Very way. Very slim. No I mean, way. When you, saw, when you saw that starting line, it was the same starting lineup that, that Mike Miller's been running with. And right. you know, yeah, you know Leon's not going to on the first day. Right. I mean, Peyton's blown so Taj many games. Peyton's blown so many games down the stretch. Nilakina was playing well this game, too. So, I mean, it made perfect sense, you know, to, for, for Nilakina to be on the floor at the end of that game. Mitchell Robinson's looked great. Oh. Of late, he even said at the end of what I think it was the Bulls. I don't know if it was the Bulls game or this game, but he said his teammates are sharing the game with him. Yes, yeah, yeah. You so know? I'm on the court uh, after the Bulls game. He said that. Yeah, which is a big difference. It seemed like for for so long the Knicks got away from throwing him those lobs and fighting him, but he's way more involved lately. I don't know what that stems from. But yeah, it was a great all-around game for a lot of guys. We had seven players in double-digit scoring, three guys with 10-plus boards. And how great is it having a guy like Wayne Ellington, who's just a sharpshooter that has these games where you know all he looks to do is shoot the three, and if it's there, he's going to take it, and he's been knocking them down. Yeah, he was five of eight in that game, two Knicks of five against the Bulls. Knicks haven't had a guy like Bulls. that. Yeah, Knicks that's, haven't I had mean, a That's guy one like of their that. biggest problems. You say how nice is it to have Ellington shooting threes? How nice is it to have anyone who can fucking shoot the ball ever, right? It just happens so infrequently with this team. They're a horrible shooting team, and they have been for a number of years now. And we all thought they addressed it this past offseason. They didn't, you know, because Randall hasn't lived up to how well he shot the three last year. Knox hasn't lived up to how he started the season. We all thought he would contribute from three. He needs to go to the basket more, Craig. You know, he handles the ball well. He's been finishing at the rim much better this year when he goes for it. Um, We saw it in the Bulls game, a couple of really impressive, powerful dunks. He's got to get back to doing that because the shot hasn't been falling consistently. No, and he's looked better. I mean, he's looked much better the past couple games. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, so, so Leon and Perry were dapping it up after the game, having a great time. All is, you know, it's fucking Disney World here at MSG. Everyone's happy. Almost everyone. I wake up the next morning, <laughs> you know, I'm so excited. You know, it's always great. The next day is always great after a win. And then that's followed up with one of the weirdest days as a Knicks fan. Did it start is- for you with the Stephen A tweet? Because that's kind of where it started for me. What time did you wake up then? That was not that early. No, I mean, but I, well, I, I wasn't. I I wasn't all over Twitter early, early. So I mean, I but I wake up early. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. But I don't go. I don't go to Twitter. Oh, I go. I mean, I'm on the train going to work, and I'm on Twitter, and everyone's tweeting great shit, happy, positive stuff about right. the win from the other night, right? Last night. Go ahead. And then I'm at work, and I start seeing the Stephen A. shit. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's all of a sudden, Spike all. Lee is going to be on first take. Right, now is that like a quarter to 11? Can you believe after that win last night that this fucking, in my opinion, a, a fucking little incident getting into the garden all of a sudden gets Spike Lee on national fucking television 
on ESPN first take. Anywhere else in the any other team anywhere else in the country, dude, this would not become anything. A celebrity has trouble getting through an entrance that he normally tr gets in throws a tantrum there and then the next morning is on national tv and it's a huge fucking story it's not a story anywhere else in the country Barry. it should not have been a story anywhere else nobody cares anywhere else on uh, with an organization not owned by james dolan people would just assume that fucking the celebrity is out of his mind yeah but in fucking new york if the national media senses anything about the Knicks that's negative, they fucking pounce on that shit like nothing else. And all of a sudden, Spike Lee has an entire segment on fucking first take. How long was he on there for? Oh, my God. Uh, it had to have been at least 20 minutes. Bit of an altercation with MSG security last night. A video circulating online showing Lee yelling at the garden security outside of an elevator. You want to say this, something, Barry? Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> Lunging yourself at the microphone. This girl's horrible, by the way. Okay, is that what you want to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very bad at her job, yes. Um, leading some that he was saying he was thrown out of the arena, but a Knicks spokesman said that was untrue, that it was simply an issue of Lee using well, the no wrong one ever, I never said I was thrown out of the arena. I don't entrance. know where they, how that got in there. This, okay. this is Garden Spin. Thanks okay. for having me. Okay. And this Black Klansman was great, by the way. Thank I haven't you. seen you since then. Thank you. What happened? I Look, it, it was a terrible experience when I... When I went home last night in the cab, I said, I'm going to let it chill. And then my son read me the statement by the garden. I said, nah, it's spin. Here's the story. I've been coming the last 28 years. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there, and we'll let him continue. But Barry, when you listen to this, here's the story, he says. He's been using the same entrance for 28 years, and now he has to use a fucking different one. That's the fucking story. Yeah, no, 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 no. All right, that's the fucking story. Hold on, here, let's keep going. The last 28 years... I'm sorry, what do you want to say? I mean, he's going to say it in a, in, in a moment, but it's not just that. It's the fact that they literally wanted to leave the garden and walk around the block and re-enter the garden. You can't see him being pissed off about that after using that entrance for the last 28 years? Like, it's one thing to say, you can't use this entrance anymore, so, you know, next game, use the other entrance. no. They did, number one, they did not want to let him in the elevator and go upstairs. But they clearly have been dealing with something for a while with him. This is not – he's a little inconsistent about whether or not this was the first time because later on he talks about how this has been going on for like a month. Not not with regard to entering that entrance. Something about it though. There was a, about exiting. He said that there was okay. something about a month ago when you know he tried to exit somewhere. Um, he, in fact, Howard Stern went down that exit and then he went to go and they said he couldn't go. So he said stuff started to happen about a month ago. Okay. I can see what fucking side you're on here. I, 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 I switched. <laughs> okay, let's just go. Let's just play this. The last 28 years, I've used one entrance. 28 years. 28 years. Plus, my wife reminded me last night, said we'll be married 26 years and we dated the year before that. And there were uh, hot garbage most of those 28 years. Not at the beginning. Yeah, that's but most wife, of the That's when my wife go was ahead, Go ahead. What happened? So, I've been using the same entrance for 28 plus years, the employee's entrance on 33rd Street. Yesterday, last night, I go in, my ticket gets scanned. I'm in. I well, You know the elevator. Yes. I go in the elevator, an elevator, I, and also people having their ticket scanned also. And elevator's not moving. And the security guy comes to me and says, we need you to get off the elevator. I said, for what? So we, well, we could speak about it now. I said, I'm not getting out of the elevator. 
So it was another five minutes. Then they finally send the elevator up because they know I'm not getting out the elevator. Get on the elevator. As you know, people don't know, the garden floor is on the fifth floor. Elevator go up to five, and security's waiting for you like it just ran out of Macy's stealing something. And they said, you, this guy, security guy, they're all, this comes from the top. He says, Mr. Lee, you have to leave Madison Square Garden. They wanted me to leave the garden, walk outside, that, out to 33rd Street, and play where I came from, walk outside, and come back on 31st Street. Hmm. And I said, I'm not doing that. First of all, you scan my ticket. You can't scan a ticket twice. Also, I know that once you leave He's a right. sporting arena event, you can't come back in. So I don't trust these guys, so I'm not going for the okey-doke. He's right. He's right. That's exactly what could have happened. That's ridiculous. Except that he's Spike Lee. Yes. Right? And he's, he's, he thinks that because he's Spike Lee and he's a celebrity, he's been using the employee entrance for 28 years. Look, I... Right? And now, he, now he's afraid he doesn't want to go through the other entrance because he's not going to be let back in. You know how many times in Manhattan I go one way and I see that the fucking like, subway entrance is blocked and I have to fucking leave, go outside, go another way? Yeah, that's what we have to fucking do sometimes. It's, big, it's is it a different. big deal he was going to have to leave it's the fucking different. MSG? He was already in. You know, a, a block subway entrance is a different story. He was already in the garden. They scanned his ticket. He'd been going through that way every day, every every game the last 28 years. It's, they're, it's But they're, they're in charge, Barry. When we went to that game and you got us those great tickets and we were trying to get you know, back, back into the food area. Or we were trying to get somewhere, and there was this ridiculous line. Like, we could have gone this other way, but security tells you, no, you have to go this way, even though it makes no sense. You still have to fucking listen to them. Whatever they say to do, you have to do. It's security. Did they, did they ultimately make him leave the garden? I don't, I don't know. They, they didn't. They did not. Okay, so he got his way. So, yeah, he did. And obviously right. it wasn't that big of a deal after all for them. Yeah, well, the next time, well... They're Look, trying. To, they're, they're, they want him to be doing. They're trying to change the way he's been doing it for twenty eight years. For whatever reason, they feel like they need to. Look, and that's going to be. The, so for the next game, is he going to go through the other entrance? He's not no, going he's not to another back. game this year. No, because he's being he's being a fucking baby. Look, so next they, year when he comes back, he's going to try and go through the same fucking entrance because he doesn't want to. For the next, he's not coming back because he doesn't want to go through the other entrance. When this story was unfolding today, I was like. First of all, can you think believe we're fucking talking about this right now? No, but that's what it is. All right? And, and a lot of people have different opinions on the matter. And hey, look. Oh, this is so fucking dumb. Look, it's March and a nothing season, right? So, hey, we're, this is what we're talking about. I but just look, realized that we're arguing about which fucking entrance Spike Lee go, I understand. Goes but when this story started to unfold today and I saw that he uses the employee entrance and they didn't want him to, I thought, fuck Spike Lee. Who do you think you are? Like, that's ridiculous. You're not an employee, you're not media, and you're not disabled, so you shouldn't be using that entrance. But later, when I found out that he's always used that entrance, and according to him, he hadn't been told otherwise before, and the fact that they wanted to leave Madison Square Garden, and the fact that in his opinion, and again, I don't know what was said between him and Dolan, I don't know any of that. I wasn't there between him and security, but to hear him talk like this, I'm trying to see it from his point of view. And I can understand where he's coming from as a lifelong supporter of this team. And then he feels like the Knicks lied about what happened and he wasn't going to take it. 
He didn't feel like he should be treated like that. He felt disrespected. But what? How? But how much did they lie about what happened? That's well, that's what I the don't whole understand. thing. Because that's he, what I don't get. That's the whole thing because he was called out. You know, when they when they first put out that he and Dolan shook hands at halftime, he said that's a lie. We did not. And then it was caught on camera that they did. And then he said, oh, my, my, you know, he, he, he was talking to me. My head was spinning. I didn't even realize. But their statement after the game or during the game about what happened, what was a lie? I thought their statement was that there was he wasn't getting kicked out of the garden. Right. There was just a disagreement over how he was supposed to enter or something like that. And that to me, that doesn't sound like a fucking lie. Yeah. So what got him so riled up about their statement that he had to go on national TV the next day? I just don't get it. We can argue about whether or not he has the right to be angry about going through an entrance or a different entrance or whether he should be able to use the same entrance he's used for 28 years. We could argue about that. But that's fucking stupid to argue about. Yeah. My problem is, is like, why is it such a huge deal? Well, the other part of it is that people had a big problem with him. It was like the same thing when... um. Uh, what was his name? Was Richardson? Who who was it? Uh, the 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 Nets broadcaster that that made that comment about the Knicks and about like his so yeah, Richard Je- uh, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson. It's like the same thing with that. The Knicks responded to that. People had a problem with it, and the Knicks responded to this. And Knicks fans said they should have kept their mouth shut. It was it's a bad look. The thing is, either they don't respond to this and they look like a bunch of dicks, or they do respond and explain what happened, and therefore make Spike Lee look like a dick. And hope to hope to make themselves look less like of a dick, but they maybe come across as dicks for responding to it in the first place. They had to, and not the actual incident. The whole thing—it's a dicky situation. They had it's a what situation? It's a dicky situation. A dicky situation. They had to—they had to respond, but they could have responded a little bit better. They could have just said, "You know, last night was an unfortunate incident. We had thought we told Spike about." a new way he needed to enter the games from now on. Right. Um, there was definitely no sympathy. There was some sort of miscommunication. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. we look forward to him using the fucking proper entrance the next time. Right? Exactly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> there could have been more attacked and a little bit more empathy. Uh, but they were the like saying thing. this is laughable. Right. Like, they, they were pretty aggressive about it. Right, 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 right. I, I wonder, you know, Leon Rose had a great night against the Rockets. And then today you wonder if he oh was just God. like... Oh, fuck. Uh, what am I dealing with here? Yeah. And everybody's looking to him, right? You're you're the new guy in charge. We're looking to you. Like, you know, Nick's PR, I'm sure, is sitting with him. They're all, you know, brainstorming in the freaking conference room. Like, how do we want to go at this? Well, he's, I mean, yeah, he's president of the Knicks, like basketball operations. But, you know, that doesn't mean he's in charge of PR. <laughs> you know? In fact, what do you say? Like, had, I'm sure gonna he take had this time to, to kind of. He said he's going to take this time to observe. Everything that's going on. Maybe he said, you know, you guys handle it. <laughs> Let's see uh, well, what you come up with. In about 12 hours, he got the full taste. Right. Of what exactly being part what of the goes Knicks on. organization is like. But <laughs> that's right. He, the highs and the fucking extreme lows. He stepped right into it. Spike's giving up his tickets for the rest of the fucking season, Barry. Yep. He said he will be at the draft and he said he will be back next year. Now, what I did appreciate during the first take interview mm-hmm. was... You know, Stephen A. and Kellerman, I don't think we'll go back to clips of it because fuck it. Right. But they were really pressing him hard on, you know, there's another team now. The Brooklyn Nets are in town. It's, the, it's not just the Knicks town. You could go be a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. And I really did respect Spike Lee's answers to that because he was basically like, there's no way. 
I would never. And he said, you know, he's a Nick fan for life. James Dolan, nothing is going to take away his fandom for the orange and blue. You know, if you're a diehard fan, you're a fucking fan of the team until you die. And that's one thing we can all agree on. And he capped it off and he said, this team, it's not the owner's team. Yes. It's the fans team. That was, He said it belongs to the fans. That's right. And absolutely right. You know, everyone knocked. They were, they were killing him. They kept saying, you know, Kellerman always says this. He's like, but it's fans like you who keep Dolan in charge, right? Because even though Dolan does these horrible things, you always go back. Spike Lee summed it up perfectly with that quote you just said. He's right. That's because it's not fucking Dolan's team. This is our fucking team. We're not going to go away because James Dolan's a fucking idiot, whether he is or isn't. Right. This is our team. Look, there's very few people in the media that I dislike. There's usually something about them that I can find. Okay, you know, I may not agree with them, but they're entertaining or, you know, they've got interesting takes or they present things in a good way. Max Kellerman is a guy that's very easy to dislike, especially if you're a Knicks fan. But, but like even other people I don't have issues with, he, I think he's a douchebag. Well, there you have it, Max. Would you fucking fight Max Kellerman? If he wanted to fight you? Yeah. Like, what if he shows up on Friday to Nick's Nation Oh, like a Germany? physical fight? Max Kellerman, I don't know if you want to take on Barry Barry and, like, 39 Germans. I think they'd have my back. <laughs> Never seen a smile like that on Scott Perry's face. Right. No. I got to talk about Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes. Did you see this photo of their crumb cake of the month? Yeah, They're doing a crumb cake of the Irish, month club. An Irish something. Some sort of, like, Irish chocolate stout crumb cake oh my god the photo of this crumb cake was like my perfect crumb cake i don't know why there were more crumbs on this thing but it looked like it was like 50 percent crumbs 50 percent cake well where can people and go to get this crumb cake craig they go to clarksonavcrumb.com right using a family recipe born in 1950s brooklyn home of the shitty brooklyn nets and perfected on the east end of long island clarkson avenue crumb cake company promises to deliver you the finest and most delicious crummy cakes on the market. I attest to that. With flavors like classic crumb, blackout, salted caramel, and Brooklyn Joe, your taste buds will thank you. And Barry's mother-in-law will send him more diet tips and exercise tips the more he eats of those. Is that why you stopped eating those for your mother-in-law? No, I did it for me. For you? Yes. That's why you're on this health kick? Yes. All right, these crumb cakes are available in two sizes, the classic 8-inch by 8-inch size cakes. Or their world-famous crumpkins, which are essentially crumb cakes in mini muffin form. Take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and crumb get some. All right, use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. Yep, you can't go wrong with either one. That 8x8 or those uh, crumpkins can't go wrong. HARDNIXLIFE promo code 23% off, crumb get some. <laughs> there you go. All right, Barry. Well, with that win against the Rockets, uh, we've now dropped to fifth in the tank standings. Looking at the tankathon.com right now. I'm going to do our, uh, we're going to make this a tradition. I'm going to sim the lottery. Oh, right but now. last time you got like first. We, I thought we weren't going to sim anymore. No, we're going to do it every week. See what happens. All, All right, right. Go right for now it. we're number five. We've got 19 wins, 42 losses. We are right behind Golden State, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Atlanta. Simming the lottery right now. Got the seventh pick. Hmm. Hmm. That's not awful with the fifth. With, 
fifth worst team to get the seven. You drop as low as nine, I think. Seven's pretty bad. Seven's not great. I would not. You're be happy probably not going to get seven. any of the guys you wanted. <laughs> seven. They have uh, in their mock draft. Uh, they have the number seven pick being Onyeka Okongwu. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. You can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me at hardnickslife. Follow Barry at Barry Dwork, and you can call us. 516-33-MESH1. Drop a voicemail and your thoughts of the Knicks climate or whatever you want to. You can subscribe to our show anywhere you listen, and please leave us a review. Tell your friends if you like it. Yeah, no, you, you, know, you know what? Not you can leave a review. You have to. You have to leave a review and or five-star rating right now. You have to. Yeah, let's, Just let's fucking go, do it. Just Seriously, do it. let's get some reviews going. What the fuck is so hard? What, you're driving in the car right now? This is, when you, you pull over and do it. This is when it we're going to beg, Barry, because I feel like every time we beg, we get a lot of reviews. And when we don't, we, we go weeks from I'm starting it. to think we're at the end of the podcast. Maybe some people can get through the whole thing. They don't go back to it. Maybe we should do it at the front of the show next time. Well, if, they're listen. not listening to the, if they're not getting through the whole show, that's a problem in itself. So. That is a problem. Maybe you're right. Maybe we don't have as many listeners as we thought. Everyone just tunes in for the first 10 minutes and gets the hell out of here. That's right. The listener numbers are up, but they're only here in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, they. I mean, they hear when we're talking about Delray Beach for 10 minutes, so like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I thought this was a Knicks podcast. <laughs> Guys, come to Clyde's Wine and Dine this Friday with your masks to protect yourselves. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, seriously, say hello. Um, it's gonna, who's going to be there? Let's tell them who's going to be there. Knicks Fan TV. Yes, uh, CP from Knicks Fans TV. Uh, Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Terry and Trey from Terry, Terry and, Trey and Trey will definitely right. be there. Who, Wolf, Alex Wolf, right? Uh, no. No? Oh, okay. What, their fucking logo's on there. I know. Who's he's representing covering the, He's covering the game that night uh, at the Garden, so he won't be there. Okay, Nick's Film School's logo's on there, but you said Macri's not going. I don't know if I can say that, but uh, no, he's not going. I mean, you don't know if you can say that. I don't know. It, it, every, he's on the flyer, so it looks like he's promoted as being there, but I don't know if that's accurate. All right, guys. Well, if you want to meet us and Terry and Trey, come over to Clyde's Wine and Dine. Right. We don't know what the situation is going to be like over there. We don't know if, it's, right. if people are going to be allowed in. It could be that crowded. We, we, we were at a Knicks viewing party. Terry and, we could ask Terry and Trey. What we should ask them because <laughs> I am curious. But we were at a Knicks viewing party once where they stopped letting people in. It was so crowded. So what I did... Okay, tell me if you think this is a good idea. I made a reservation at Clyde's for a table for that for time. For two? For me and you. Uh, with a little bit of a buffer, a couple extra just in case, you know, somebody that, you know, couldn't get in could actually get in with us. And I figured, look, I could either say only two of us are there. I could cancel the re- reservation if we didn't need it. But at least this way, we're fucking there. And, and I'm going to be hungry anyway. I want to eat. I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. We go to these things, and I go straight from work, and yeah, there's never anything to fucking eat. Yeah. Ever. You know, they even have, like, in the comments section, like, special requests when you make a reservation. I even put, uh, we prefer a table near the bar. So do you think we're going to look, like, really, like, snotty if everyone is hanging out by the bar, and then they're like, oh, where's Hardnick's Life? And they point <laughs> to the table, and me and you are, like, clinking our glasses of wine together, just winking at people? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. It's especially, I mean, we should keep our distance anyway, so. That's right. <laughs> Until next time, everyone, fuck Spike Lee, and it is a hard Nick's life.
We love you, Spike. Oh, what? 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 No, what? we. You what? do. You're really gonna leave in that we love you? I'm not the one editing the show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.